This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you. And we got a lot of golf to talk about this. So we're going to have our own draft and, and pick a team based on prices and tiers coming up in a few minutes. But right now, we got to talk to Jeff Feinberg from Odds Checker Mayo Media Network. And he's giving out winners on this show. If you give out winners in this show, we keep calling you and asking you to come back on. Jeff joins us right now. Jeff, just a day away from the Open. Um, look, there's a lot that we will get into here. But just your level of excitement for this tournament, one that we haven't seen in a couple of years. It was uh, obviously not part of the mix last year because of the pandemic. I, I love the Open. How excited are you for this thing? Uh, yeah, I'm incredibly excited. My wife is taking the kids, and they're going up north to a friend's cottage, and I'm just going to be alone. Early mornings, all to myself. I'm pretty fired up about it. I want the conditions to be tough. If I'm not going to hit a bet, I want to see it like – get crazy or like just traditional open styles. If I'm not going to bet and someone's going to just be walking, you know, uh, strolling to victory in pristine weather, that'll really annoy me, but I can handle a great open where I come up empty on the betting sheet. As long as we get a traditional open setup week, uh, Jeff, a lot of the uh, narrative uh, around this week has been about some of the trends that we've seen in previous Open Championships, Since it's been, even though it's been a couple of years since we've seen one and some of the old rules that you typically follow. And sometimes it works for some tournaments and it doesn't work for others. Like it stands out that of the majors, the oldest, uh, the oldest players, the older players tend to win this one. And I, I thought you br- brought up a great point and something that I, I do kind of check myself on from time to time is that the generation of player that we see in 2020, 2021 right now, um, it, it's not the generation of player that was going up against Tiger. It's not the same generation that we saw uh, just a few years ago. These young guns are not scared. And, and it makes me think that maybe we shouldn't completely uh, write off the debutants like some people are. I 100% agree with you guys. I mean, just look at it in all the sports, like Juan Soto winning that World Series or Mahomes and Russell Wilson being babies to Super Bowls or whatever you see in the NBA. They're just built differently today. Whether it's college prepares them better or they're just mentally more prepared for it or they've been walking around with track man since they were 17. They, they come out on course like they're football players running out of a college tunnel, like ready to win. It, it's quite remarkable. So, yeah. In that respect, it does feel like they aren't dead. And players like Morikawa, Scheffler, Zalatoris, Hovland, 
You're like, no, if they play to their ceiling, which is like fairways and greens, they will be just fine. We see debutants maybe not win, but Zalatoris this year, in last year at the Masters. So they always do linger. You certainly don't want to write them off for DFS, but there's the other end of the spectrum. The last nine champions, the average amount of open appearances, 12. Hmm. The average age, 35. Um, you know, of the last like winners since 2011. So there's something to it. There's something about these setups that probably do require a little bit of something, a little bit of battle testing, I guess we should say. Jeff, John Rahm's 26 years old. He's the only player that's going this weekend that is less than 10 to 1, 10 to 1 odds. He's 8 to 1 right now. Nobody else is really close. Brooks, uh, 16 to 1. Jordan Spieth, 18 to 1. Uh, and then there's a, a grouping between 18 and, let's say, 28 to 1. Uh, John Rahm's the favorite. W- your thoughts on him, how he's playing, and, and, and really your, your thoughts on how he'll perform this weekend as the favorite in the Open. Winning is hard, but I expect John Rahm to play no different than he pretty much has in tons of in all the majors, even leading up to his victory. We could be sitting here talking about a guy that had won three straight events. If you want to give him the memorial, if he didn't lose like six strokes on the greens and finishing like third or something last week in Scotland. I've joked, but I'm dead serious. Like I am, I am making my bets this week, but it is John Rahm and the weather that scared the bejesus out of me. Like those are the things that I'm worried can ruin it. Um, We've all been priced out of John Rahm. Although that being said, as golf fans, we are the only sports bettors on the planet guys who would scoff at winning an eight to one bet. Like, like <laughs> yeah, if a guy I hits know. the John Rom ticket Sunday, golf Twitter's going to be like, like, like we're going to be like scoffing. Yeah, nice bet, but like, oh, we don't need that. Talk to football fan. You know, I hit a Vladdy MVP bet last night. I'm freaking thrilled. So plus nine fifty pays more than John Rom. We're, 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 but it's because we got to get back on the wagon next week and like break down some jabroni tournament in Minnesota. So you know, we don't want to all invest in John Rom. That being said, he is a deserved favorite. I don't agree with a gap of Rom at eight and like the next guy at 16. Rom to me is the favorite, should be the favorite. I don't like that gap. I, I think that gap is wrong. I'm not betting any of those guys, but I would tell you to pick two or two and a half of them over betting Rom. You're right, man. I mean, golf betters. <laughs> so we got the nose up in the air at the eight to one. Like I would have killed for a long shot homer to, to uh, occur last night, the all-star game that I would have hit at an eight to one ticket. But uh, golf betting is really hard. And uh, when you look outside the top 10, Jeff, I didn't think we'd be here again. Um, Bryson is outside the top 10 on the odds board in a major at 35 to one. Doesn't make sense. I think it makes sense on a couple factors. One, we know these odds, like in a lot of other sports, they're more based on, you know, the type of action the books are taking than their true belief in the actual players. Bryson, miscut, miscut, like never finish better than 40th here. If the wind gets blowing, you know, Bryson with all those variables and driving distance not being paramount um, is, is, is critically drifting. I had a decision to make. Like, just as an example, I bet Ty Hatton to win this event. Uh, I've gone to the wall a lot with Hatton, but it's like, I know I'm betting an inferior player at essentially the same number as Bryson DeChambeau, but one that I just believe is exponentially more set up for success. He's won two. He's a two time Alfred Dunhill links champion, arguably the best links golfer in, in the world. Um, would I 
do I think Bryson is a worse golfer than Hatton? No. But for this setup at Royal St. George's, I certainly do. Jeff Feinberg, Mayo Media, joining us here talking about the Open, which begins tomorrow. Uh, Jeff, when you look down beyond the favorites, we just mentioned Bryson, who's in, in a territory we're not used to seeing him. That kind of sweet spot, maybe he's 25 to 1, maybe 30 to 1 into the 40s. Who stands out? Patrick Cantley stands out to me. Morikawa stands out to me as, as guys that I, I like, and I think their games might fit the open and the elements and their accuracy on their drives versus, you know, the power of a Bryson who stands out to you when you kind of look a little bit below the top favorites. Yeah. So once I decide that I'm not making a bet under 25 to one guys, that gives me a lot of money to play with, with how I bet and how hard I probably would have bet one of those guys at the top. So this range you're speaking of is literally the one that I've hammered. It is the range where I believe, the majority of especially first-time major champions come from, and that's what I am looking for. You nailed it on the head with Patrick Cantley. Um, he is a foreign player who won at Memorial. He continues to ride that form that we saw uh, out of the, at the PGA Championship through. He keeps the ball clean. He has the boygie avoidance, fairways, greens, a lot of those long-range trends that Joe was mentioning off the top. It's like the only thing Cantley would be missing to be included in a group of four players would be a top 10 at an open in the last five years. Well, he has a 12th place finish, but those, you know, we could argue that anyway. Like imagine next year when someone tells you, or in three years from now, when someone tells reading Bryson's U S open results and they tell you, he finished 26 this year. You won't remember probably that he was leading on the back nine and he kind of made a mess of it. So all those numbers and trends, that's also finicky, right? Like one stroke can get you four places, which leads you into a trend. That's all nonsense to me. Patrick Cantley, amazing pick. Also, it's an open championship. Even Pat Mayo, who's all in the data, fantasy national to the wall, everything is data. Acknowledge that an open championship, you literally have to, in your own head, quantify strokes gained magic beans, strokes gained guts. And, and when we're talking about that, and, scram and then you add in scrambling, that's Patrick Reed for me. So that is Cantley, uh, Hatton, Reed. They make up that betting range uh, that I absolutely love, and, and those are guys I'm going to the wall with. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jeff. I love that range as well. And uh, it, it seems over the last few years, that's where you're going to find the majority of your winners. Uh, that's why you can find so much get value in golf. Uh, how about a couple of names maybe just outside of that range, but uh, taking a quick look at what about Grace and uh, the way Harris English is playing right now. Two, two outstanding players, two players that made, uh, like we're maybe to the final cuts of getting left off of my betting sheet. Harris English is kind of like a, it's almost like a, 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 a better priced version of Cantley, just a very clean player, a very well-rounded player um, that, that does everything quite well that you are excited to back can scramble great, can score great. Like, he just checks all the boxes. Um, I will be missing the tr Henley train. Grace, another guy, a lot of people I respect are betting. He fits a lot of the long-range trends. And in terms of, you know, strokes gain, like guts and, and uh, intestinal fortitude, he checks those boxes as well. Uh, I did not get on them. A, guy, a couple guys in that range that I guess to my listeners would be no surprise that I am on. I quickly Monday morning grabbed a 69 to one on Daniel Berger and uh, I am in, I bet Ricky Fowler, 80 to one. If I'm abandoning Finau for the week, I can't like go without one of Finau <laughs> or Fowler, my favorite losers, Joe. The, you know, the, the Fowler thing, 
it kind of makes a little I know you joke about it all the time about wasting money on Fowler and you're always going to do it and that and that's good but you know some of the stuff that we look at for this tournament and, and he popped in his last open championship don't things kind of line up for him to have a good week uh, they certainly do and he's the type of guy that embraces having to put on the rain pants well well you'll see some guys cringe as the umbrellas or what have you come out Fowler's always kind of embraced it he is in a nice run of form, be it the Memorial, be it um, uh, the U.S. Open, be it the, the PGA. A lot of people got burned on him at the Travelers. Uh, it's, it feels like an enormous ask, but he does have those uh, the previous um, results in Open Championships and a nice run of current form. And his bread and butter, his putter is really starting to come back to life. Uh, so that's really what has me most excited about trying to invest in Ricky. Jeff Feinberg, Mayo Media, joining us here on BeckQL Daily on the BeckQL Network as we get ready for the Open. So this thing kicks off tomorrow morning. Uh, and weather is always, as we mentioned off the top, a unique element of the Open compared to other tournaments. Like you know, some of these courses, especially in the United States, you, you know what you're getting. The you time of year, where it is, you know exactly. With the Open, it's the opposite. Jeff, do you have your, your wagers in? Uh, if you didn't already, when would you wait until? Would you wait until tonight? Like if someone's listening right now, they – they have someone they like. They want to wait to just see that updated weather. It sounds, it looks like dry and a little bit windy tomorrow, but not bad. How, how long do you wait on a course like this to see that, that updated weather forecast? Yeah, I mean, I guess in a perfect world, I would wait as long as possible, you know, unless you like really do love a number. That being said, in the world that we all are in, you, you guys would understand the content driven world. I'm going to get in front of a camera. I'm going to make my picks and then I'm sure as hell going to put my money um, behind them and go to the wall with them because I said them. If someone out there hasn't made their picks yet, I wouldn't see any point in making them before you get as clear a weather picture as you want. So I guess that would essentially be before bed. Like you would, if you check the weather at the start of your show and then you check it, like you just checked it and you guys do a bit like right before you go off air today and check it again, it will be different. Like it's pretty messed up over there. There's no rhyme or reason. It's one of those things that can be frustrating with betting open championships is, is weather waves can just like absolutely destroy guys. And the champions always seemingly come from no surprise, the good one, you know, Phil and Stenson caught that great wave and then they lapped the field. Uh, Louis Ustazen uh, was, you know, caught the absolute perfect pockets of weather both days. And it makes a big difference. Like you'll see leaderboards, uh, you know, come the end of uh, Friday that are potentially, 78% of the top 20 are from one specific wave. So from DraftKings and betting, there's not a tournament ever that's more important. Uh, Jeff, how about some fades? Uh, maybe some fades that you're taking a look at in matchups. You mentioned earlier that Fino's your guy, but you're not going to be betting on him this week. Uh, that's a name that I was actually uh, considering fading because in matchups, I saw he's matched up with Bryson and, and also Webb. A anything there or any other golfers that you plan on fading? Yeah. <laughs> It's so quiet around Fino. It almost feels like this could be his time. Like, I'm not picking him. That being said, he does have two open championship top tens. So, mm -hmm. I don't know that he would be a guy that I would be looking um, to pick on. It's not a huge fade, but I did make a Max Homa to miss the cut bet. You're just trying to find some of those Americans that might not have that ceiling skill of, say, some of those other guys. And, hey, I'll put it out there. I just recorded a video where I also gave Colin Morikawa plus 350 to miss the cut. 
like, I think that's just a good number. And you could pick Scheffler or you could pick Hovland. Like, not all three of them are getting through. Like, one of or two of them are going to get punched in the face for just this experience because that's what history does tell us. Um, you know, and, and, and Scotty looked great in Scotland last week and Victor just won in Germany. So I guess it is my mistake, but, but it is Morikawa if you're asking me who I'm picking on. And that feels really gross even saying it loud. <laughs> Yeah, it does, but it's going to be great. Jeff, we appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the tournament. Enjoy the quiet in your house, and we'll chat soon. The Open starts tomorrow. We'll do our draft coming up on the other side. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.